1: Alright guys, welcome back to the Establish the Fast podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Big Level, with me as always, my co-host Dylan Reagan, back here to talk about free agency and trades and everything else going on in the NFL. It's um, Business is picked up, Dylan, to say the least, and uh, this is what we always know is going to happen as soon as free agency begins and you start to see all these moves and trades and signings. and this one has not disappointed and we're not even that far into it. Um, still a lot of questions to be answered, but man, there is uh there's a lot going on and it probably starts with Aaron Rodgers because you know, we kind of talked about him being the, the domino that, that could impact sort of the quarterback uh, situation. Although there's been a couple other moves we'll talk about in a minute that seemed to already have a couple teams uh, set in terms of that position that maybe we thought would be in the conversation. Um, but does look like you know at least right now there is positive momentum for aaron Rodgers to be the next quarterback of the jets and i mean i don't know like he's gonna probably bring every player that he's ever played with with him uh seems to be uh the, the case right now but it does look like this is the the direction we're headed in so
0: yeah they already got lazard it sounds like yeah Mercedes. um and Randall Cobb, so yeah, bringing the band back together. Yeah, the, the new name that was on that list, and we'll talk about the idea of that fit there with the Jets was Odell Beckham Jr. It's interesting yeah. because they have you know a pretty good young corp of uh, receiving corps there already with some talented players that you feel like Aaron would be excited about playing for. I know some people have pointed out the fact he talked about the lack of weapons at times in Green Bay, and then he's bringing all, not even just the, some of the best ones from Green Bay with him. Um, at this point, a lot of great players in there, but maybe not the best height of their powers. I think Alan Lazard still a solid receiver to, to add to that uh, group. So regardless of what happens with Aaron, I think that one made sense. But yeah, like you said, positive momentum. It feels like it's going to happen, but we've been down a lot of feels like it's going to happen uh, uh, yeah. things with uh, Aaron. In the past, uh, yes, this one felt different, just like some of his teammates have talked about, as he's talked about. Um, But it's still, you just never know until it's actually finalized. You know, uh, even with the reporting, um, not just on this one, but like with anything, after what happened with, um, very separate, but with Carlos Correa, where he's reportedly agreed to these deals and then ends up back with the Twins, like very different. But in terms of, I don't trust it until now the actual deal happens. Like there's a lot of things right now that are agreed to, Today, as we're recording, we're finally going to get to the point where the, league, the new league year officially begins and they can start signing these contracts. I think for the most part, yeah, every deal you've seen will actually occur. Um, some, so A few already have for, for guys that are able to, to sign before the new league year. Um, I think of the Saints with Derek Carr but yeah it's um, I, I still think we can at this point we should be starting to look forward to Aaron as a jet um, and then it, if we have to pull back that's fine and it's it yeah like it was one of the teams that we thought would make the most sense with the weapons they had and we talked about the parallels and uh, with Brett Favre and how obviously his first year after Green Bay didn't retire for Aaron at least not yet uh, didn't retire first and try to come back to Green Bay so we don't have quite that same parallel but in terms of where his career is heading it's it's really interesting but it it made sense uh it is a tougher conference overall as we've talked about in the past but there weren't i don't think as the packers made pretty clear as soon as all these trade rumors started uh, right after the regular season was that they were not going to be interested in moving into an nfc team it was a, a non-starter so out of the teams that are available here on the afc side a lot already are pretty set at the quarterback position the jets a team very much not so uh, uh, right there. I, I think before, with the Raiders were the two that we identified and now that Jimmy Garoppolo's in Las Vegas, it just made too much sense to not happen. But I, uh, I think it, yeah, it'll be, I, I think that one of the last podcasts we talked about, The quarterback market, um, I think, will be interesting, at least. I don't know exactly how it will go. I think that makes them better, obviously. And they had a great defense last year. It's been a while since Aaron's had a truly great defense, even for some of these recent uh, 13-3, 14-3 seasons the Packers have had. But um, with the talent they have, some really good offense alignment, as we've talked about, too, and still cap space, uh, even with Aaron and some of these signings and draft capital. Yeah, we'll see how much they have to give up to get him, but uh, I like the fit. It it, it always kind of made sense out of the teams uh, along with the Raiders uh, and even more so maybe than the Raiders, given the the talent on their defense at the time and their offensive line depth.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like you said, uh, like, yeah, you just never know. Um, But we're going to assume that, that he's going to be the the, the future quarterback of the jets, but still remains to be seen. And like you said, it'll be interesting to see if, if Odell Beckham jr. And, Um, You know, adding a a potential option like that, how that could change things a little bit and, um, you know, give them another, you know, resource outside of just the ones that um, perhaps he's bringing in that he's played with before. So I think that that at least makes for an interesting discussion to see how he would kind of fit into the mix there. So.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I, I mean looking at their their depth chart at the moment. Uh, just real quick, I, you have Lazard, Corey Davis, obviously Garrett Wilson, and then yeah. still the depth with, with Denzel Mims. Not sure. Well, you know, maybe they'll make some moves with some of the guys like him and Elijah Moore. But uh, we last time we saw Odell, it's been a while uh, since the Super Bowl. Uh, the, not this past Super Bowl, the one before. But yeah, it's still a dynamic playmaker. That if he's not the number one guy, if you have a Garrett Wilson number one and even a Lazard stretching the field. I, th- I think it opens up a lot of things over the middle. So I I don't I don't that fit makes sense. Um, it I just really help looking at the skill position guys. If these guys can all be healthy, that's easier said than done. But it it, it does actually you know it, it could they could be something. It's still a really tough conference. Still really good teams in the AFC. But I think Odell, uh, you know, he could fit in with a lot of teams. But this I think the Jets with Aaron Rodgers at least if he's there would be one of them for sure.
1: Yep. Uh, I think so. Remember, we, I think we were we were trying to link Elijah Moore to the Packers at one point. I think coming out of um, end of the draft, like that would make a lot of sense. And they never did it, but yep. um, I want to say was that the, was that the Jordan Love year? I, I believe it was. I um, think so. Yeah, I think Jordan, that was right. Yeah, maybe so, it's the year
0: after, but yeah, yeah, around something there.
1: like that. But we're like, okay, well, maybe now it'll actually happen. Um, yeah, who knows? But again, they can move him, and too, too many unknowns still with the Jets and what happens here with Aaron Rodgers. All right. A lot of other moves have been made as well, and we probably will not be able to get into every single one of them, but we'll hit kind of the high notes here. I mean, if we just say quarterback, I guess first, Dylan, um, you know, Derek Carr winds up with the Saints. I think there was clearly, you know, some options there, but he goes, you know, to New Orleans, um, reunites there with Dennis Allen. So, I mean, that made a lot of sense, I think, in in that regard. Um, So, I think we were always wondering, like, where was he going to wind up, and like we said, you could have really linked a lot of these same teams together, knowing that these were the teams that were going to be after a quarterback. Um, but he does make it official, and, and he's headed to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, it, it it was always tough to imagine it was going to work uh, financially, but uh, as the Saints have done with Mickey for years, they just keep making it work. Uh, you look at Spotrack, and they're now even though they have in the uh, the final like cap space effective uh, column going beyond the the fifty one. Uh, the first 51 players, they are still negative, but in the other main category with those players, they're somehow uh, out of the hole for a moment, um, and out, they just continue kicking the can down the road. And uh, I, you know, we've talked about Derek Carr a bit. I, I don't it, with, with the Saints in particular. You know, I, it makes them probably better, uh, but still a team that the offensive line is not what it used to be. Skill position players aren't. Yeah, you know, they. It's been a, a while since they've really had a really deep group Um, even during some of the really uh, solid seasons it was Michael Thomas and Kamara towards the end of the Drew Brees era that were carrying that group uh, to an extent uh, along with some solid tight end play Um, I you know their defense is still solid but maybe again not as good as it used to be so we'll see how it goes I I, you know in the NFC South I think this is one of the things we mentioned before it it could be enough to win in that division um, just because uh, we're looking at you know, we'll see what happens with Carolina now. We'll talk about, uh, obviously, they trade-up to the number one pick. Maybe maybe they find a gem right away and they start winning some games. But outside of that, it's a division that, at this position, uh, is not uh, exactly flush with talent at the moment. So there's something to it. The NFC itself isn't, uh, again, uh, like you look at the amount of teams that could Potentially compete for a playoff spot. We didn't think the Giants were going to make the playoffs last year, and sure enough, they did. There's a lot of teams uh, that kind of fell off. You look at what the what's happening with the Rams at the moment. I mean, if the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers and then Tom Brady retiring, I mean, you have three teams that for a two three year span were right there with the Niners atop the, the conference, and obviously started falling off last year. So, you know, well, I'm excited for Derek to you know see how uh, get a fresh start with a different team, but I, he's still you know. He's not that elite elite quarterback that is a game changer. He does, in my opinion, still need some level of help around him uh, to, to, for it to work. We've seen it at the best of times with the Raiders. He, he can be really accurate, really good quarterback, but he needs protection in particular. The offense line is probably the biggest thing I would want to address, even outside of the skill position players, because if you can keep him off the ground – maybe they can score some points and win that division net. interesting that Jameis uh, is coming back though. So they, they, they still have uh Winston there in case they have, we need a backup plan or if anything happens with card. Uh, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Yep. Yeah, makes sense uh, to do that. And of course, Derek Carr's former uh, spots, the Raiders, Jimmy G, the one that winds up there, of course, we, we said that could be a possibility. And, you know, there were a lot of options, whether it was Tampa or um, Vegas and, So, he goes to the Raiders, um, and, I mean, again, you know, it's like, this is like, just the dominoes falling, like, it's just a matter of where all these guys would wind up, and uh, it's Jimmy G with the Raiders now, so.
0: Yeah, interesting, Um, you know, we we looked at, when we talked about the, the different number of guys that are available, and... I think you know this isn't trying to be too mean to Jimmy G, but it didn't feel like it was a major difference between Carr and him in terms yeah. of what they're going to be able to provide. It Maybe at a a little more of an affordable uh, rate, and also just you know from a it, it just felt like with Derek, obviously there were some things with Josh, Josh McDaniels, maybe, um, and just overall with the organization that started to this season, uh, you know after the high of making the playoffs and nearly beating the Bengals, having that game against the, the Chargers of Week 18 last year. So everything that happened last year um, in the regular season, it just seemed like it kind of it was time for Derek to move on. So, may, I mean, from that point of view, I understand why it happened. But, yeah, when you look at just from a football point of view, it, I don't think this is like a major upgrade over Derek. It's a, good, it's a really big moment for Jimmy because, uh, you know, uh, maybe myself, but a lot of – People have kind of pointed to the Niners um, as one of the most QB-friendly systems in the NFL, and I think that I mean that's true. I don't think that you can, you can you can have two truths here in terms of the, what Kyle Shanahan and the offensive line and the, the skill position players they've they've been able to put together in San Francisco are pretty welcoming for a quarterback, while still thinking that Jimmy G uh, has some good football in him. So it'll be big for him to prove, hey, I'm not in this system anymore yes you're with your old uh offensive coordinator in new england with josh mcdaniels um i like the some you know they still have a lot of good receiving talent after shipping darren waller out um we'll see what they they do the rest of this off season still a lot of moves uh, probably to be made for las vegas a team that i think i didn't you know i give them credit in terms of looking at their uh roster feeling like You know, we still got to have a a viable guy under here until we figure out maybe the long term solution. And maybe they looked at the uh, there was a point when I thought maybe they would be in the mix for trading up to the number one pick. But I think they had a kind of reality check in terms of they have so many needs they need to fill uh, before they're going to be contending, even if they have a really good young quarterback in there. So it is kind of a bridge guy, but maybe with some of the, if they make some, uh, you know, we, we've seen defenses flip really quickly in this league if you if you select the right guys. I mean, look at what the Jets did just last year and some of the signings they made. Um, after being one of the worst defenses in the league in 2021, they go to the top five, top six. So, um, I, I yeah, it's, it's not like from a perspective, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm like, wow, this is, a huge move that's putting us over what Derek was able to do, but I understand it, and I think it um, it allows them to to still not sacrifice the draft capital they would have had the trade for an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the, the amount of money they would have had to give up uh, to, to get any of the other top uh, quarterbacks, it's there's not really that many though. You you think about it too. Right. Uh, there, we we kind of talked about how there's going to be one team left on the, on the outside looking in. With all these um, with the quarterback dominoes, it depends, I guess, on uh, how high they value the the four quarterbacks that are expected to go in the first round. Um, If you depending on your valuation of those, maybe you are going to be sitting just fine. But um, at at least the Raiders don't just you know Stidham was pretty fun, and I I am blanking on where he I believe he signed somewhere else. They could have brought him back um, for the after that one really good game against the Niners, but that's a lot to stock to put into one football game. So I understand why. Uh, They found a stable guy that is going to allow them potentially to to build up that roster that they want to have. And then maybe down the line we're looking at a Raider team that's going after a younger quarterback for the long call.
1: Yeah, Stidham uh, to the Broncos is where he's at now. He signed, I guess, um, yeah, two-year deal, $10 million with the Broncos. So, um, yes, he will be there backing up for Russell Wilson. Uh, Other, I mean, Sam Darnold to the Niners, I don't know how, you know, I mean, for Darnold at this point, I think it's just a matter of trying to find a spot to kind of have a career resurgence, but, um, you know, I don't know if it's there, but, uh, that's where he's, he's signed with. So.
0: Yeah. It's uh, opportunity wise. I'm not sure. I mean, we've seen, uh, they could have, they would have loved to have a third quarterback last year, (laughs) obviously with the injuries to Purdy and Lance and Garoppolo, um, fourth quarterback, I guess it would have been last season. So, from the Niners' point of view, I don't think it's a terrible decision. Uh, again, this is a, uh, we've at times I've seen, and it's not even to what per, uh, this isn't a commentary on Purdy because I think there's a lot more there um, than the last pick in the draft as we've talked about. It, yes, he benefits from everything that the Niners have to offer um, as an offensive roster and coaching staff. But he also brought a lot. Um, but there are some quarterbacks that have put up pretty solid numbers in the past in this offense in the pre-Garoppolo era and even with Garoppolo after his injury uh, that I wouldn't, you know, we haven't seen them have any sort of success anywhere else. So for Darnold, in terms of that, I mean, this could be a, a, a situation where if he gets an opportunity, he might perform well. He performed well at times In spurts last year for Carolina, but yeah, opportunity wise, I don't think the Niners are going to be prioritizing him over Purdy and even Lance as they both come back um, from their injuries. So it's an interesting fit. Uh, Opportunity wise, again, I don't think it's going to be much. But for maybe that's not what Darnold's overly concerned about on a year-to-year basis right now. He, you know, he's still still fairly young. um, When you think about it, he came out. I think he was 21 when he got drafted. So. It's not like it, there's not time for him to keep learning. And there's a lot of value. You know, I know he was a really high draft pick, but there's a lot of value to being a, a solid backup in this league. So if he could prove yeah, at any time with the Niners that he's able to be that, it's just going to allow him to to continue his career longer.
1: And then there's Lamar uh, to wrap up the quarterback section. And the update on Lamar is that there is really no update. Um, we still don't know what's going on with Lamar. So,
0: Yeah, he there's – uh, I think it was a report from. I don't want to misquote it, so I won't say exactly where. Some uh, there was a report that came out stating that Lamar turned down a two hundred. Uh, it was uh, actually oh, I was Adam Shafter's podcast. There you go, uh, two hundred million dollar uh, guarantee and guarantees contract back in September. He posted a a, a gif laughing at the idea, and then we we'll you know, we don't know how to, how to verify this is true, but it's Lamar Jackson himself tweeting that it was 133 million over three years, fully guaranteed. So, um, I, I mean that that sounded like a, uh, you know, I know, th- really the Deshaun Watson. Kind, this is something that uh, it's you, a lot of people have talked about already, but the Deshaun Watson, the m- number of guarantees in his deal to work around and how they like worked around the suspension to make sure he basically didn't lose any money, it has. Create created an un- unrealistic, and I think some agents probably realize this, but uh, it's created an unrealistic idea of how many guarantees these QBs are going to get. I, that's not to say that they shouldn't be. There's a lot. There's a much bigger <laughs> conversation about the amount of guaranteed money to NFL players who are putting their bodies on their line like they do. Um, but in terms of what's going on a bit, it's, I think it's a trickle down a bit of just these guys think they're going to get a, a lot more guarantee than they uh, really are, especially – uh, at a, you know, with the way that as much as I think Lamar is, as we've talked about, disrespected as a, a passer at times, and as a really, if he has the right talent, we've seen him really grow as a, as a throwing the football, but still does put his body on the line. So you understand the hesitation a bit from that side. But um, man, I, I mean, the the thing that happened that they put him on right the transition tag or whatever it's called. So he basically can start um, uh, talking to other teams. I believe today. Um, about contract offers. So there's a chance that um, a team could agree to a deal that's different um, and move on uh, Lamar to them without having to give up the two first round picks. I believe it is that if you sign him to uh, the non-exclusive tag is what, uh, not transition tag, non-exclusive tag. So a uh, team could, in theories, uh, you know, go for that. But it, two first round picks, I believe, is the penalty you'd have to give up to the Ravens in that in that case. Um, I. I think about it. There's a lot, of t- and I know the the first team that we talked about that we thought made a lot of sense was the Falcons, and then that was like the that was like out of that list of teams that came out. They're like they're not interested. They're not interested, and you're kind of like, what is what's going on here? Why uh, are all these teams not interested in the former mm-hmm. MVP? Um, kind of weird stuff. I hope it you know with Baltimore, I it's, yeah, he fits so well into what they're doing, and I you know I th- think his still I know it's been tough for them to get. Man, Uh, the right receiving talent, but it's just a weird kind of, I don't know. I I think there's probably a little bit of give and take between both sides. I think both the Ravens, uh, maybe they feel like they've already uh, exhausted every option in terms of how much they're willing to give give guaranteed. Maybe Lamar thinks it's way too low, but I think there's probably some middle ground, as we've said the whole time, uh, for this to ultimately work out. But he he, might get to a point where he's too disgruntled with – you know how this situation has gone down um that you know i don't know it's 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 all weird i don't know what what you think about the like the whole falcons i think it was the raiders at the time before they signed jimmy g or announced as like not being interested it was like a whole bunch of teams it just was such a weird kind of thing that I, i'm not sure i'm not trying to accuse anyone of anything happening behind the scenes but it was a little strange uh for sure
1: yeah well like i said we'll know today i mean we're recording this on wednesday we'll know once that window opens and I think quickly we'll have an idea of who's reaching out and who's in contact. Um, I don't have any doubt about that. I think you'll see team names coming out pretty quickly on that. Um, You know, Because if that happens, then the the, the bidding war just gets higher. And and I think that's kind of what you want in the situation if you're Lamar. So I'm very curious to see, like you said, because the ones you could have connected him to, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So who who is going to be the team out there that has a quarterback that we think is completely set in stone that all of a sudden is going to go out and say, "Eh, well, we'll take Lamar maybe over this guy. Um, So, you know, it's going to happen. And then, you know, what can what can happen from there? But we'll see. Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens with Lamar. That's another big domino, obviously, that's out there at the quarterback position. So uh, elsewhere, Dylan, uh, some other stuff happening on the offensive side of of the ball um Austin Eckler seems like will not be a charger uh, for much longer looks like that trade is going to happen somewhere we have no idea where um Darren Waller uh, traded from the Raiders to the Giants so the Giants get uh, a tight end when on the field can obviously be uh, a very good player DJ Moore uh, the former Panthers wide receiver headed to the Bears so um, perhaps you know someone that I don't know, going from the, the Panthers to the Bears offensively, I don't know how much of a, a step up necessarily it is just from the, the passing game standpoint. But, you know, that's all on the, the evolution of Justin Fields too. So uh, just some of the things that are that are hanging out there from the offensive end.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think of, we talked about this before the podcast, fits for Eckler. I think a lot of teams would love the, uh, to have that kind of talent, but it, the reality of why even a deal, it's not like this was like a major disgruntle went with the organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a guy that was like his charger through and through, uh, very really interactive in the community. Uh, in L.A. and in the South Bay. Um, it just feels like the Chargers kind of looked at him being 28 and not wanting to give him a, a really big contract effort, an amazing season, and him knowing his worth is probably higher than that. And, it, and some team will... Uh, hopefully get close to it it's just unfortunate the reality of the running back market at this point so looking at where he could fit uh saw so, uh, ed Werger tweeted about the the bucks and the cowboys as possible fits with some of the connections he has to the running back coaches and the um and the some of the uh, other uh, members of these uh, staffs as well as obviously what's happening with ezekiel elliott um there potentially uh, in dallas so i mean th- those teams have yeah sure that there's a lot of teams that i I would like to have austin eckler on on my on the rams for sure i I don't think a lot of teams Mm -hmm. from a just pure football perspective wouldn't love to have him. it's just who's going to be able to fit in their their salary cap and unfortunately with the way uh this thing these things kind of work it's often not the teams that are like at the top i mean the cowboys would be probably one of the better teams that might be able to make this work and looks at the the money that they um that they have uh, on the books of zeke and if they're able to Make some sort of move, um, maybe. But I don't. I'm trying to think of other fits. There's. It's uh, kind of tough too. It's easier to talk about. Yeah, the other two guys you mentioned that are already with their teams. Waller with the Giants. Um, we we kind of thought this could have happened before. He's he was like in the the Raider Packer trade rumors going back yeah. before. Um, uh, it just you know he didn't had a lot of injuries last year. When he's out there and when he's playing, his value. It's hard to. It's hard to deny. So uh, I think for the Giants, it's just another skill player that is added to a group that they, you know, last year played above uh, what we've uh, again going into the year probably expected. Um, still, some guys that are that hit the open market from that the receiving corps, but um, to have a, a reliable tight end like that. Uh, in the middle if he can stay healthy with the Giants I think it's a great fit for him I'm, I'm sure that Dable's going to be able to find ways to utilize him and it's going to uh, things should for the for the Giants point of view uh, you know they have the ability even after the the deals that they they, they put in place uh, with Jones I mean they, they still have the ability to to add to it so it will be interesting to see him there with the Raiders it just Again, going back to kind of the same point with them from that point of it's a team that realized they they don't, they're just not right there. There's the AFC is too good. These teams are. I mean, the Bengals, yes, they lose their safeties um, in free and sea. But uh, you you look at what the Chiefs have done uh, with just how they've retooled. And at the end of the day, having that superstar quarterback is what really matters and how you build around it is really important. But um, I think the Raiders did a good job of uh, in this point being like, by the time we're able to contend, Darren's not going to be. Probably a part of that team. So, unfortunately, just with his age and uh, kind of when he sprouted up there. So, it, it was probably time, uh, as much as I know Raider fans loved Waller. And then DJ Moore, I mean, finally. The Bears have a receiver that, um, you know, I know they had Allen Robinson before. Maybe, you know, we saw how things have panned out with the the Rams and how he could be back on the move again. Um, but with looking at the Bears receiving corpses going into this offseason, we knew they had to add to it. So not just to take a chance on more, drafting more uh, guys uh, the, and the Vellis Jones kind of um, uh, layer of, of receivers and maybe he'll have a solid season this next year. I, I still think they have some guys that could be potential two, three, four receivers, but not that number one. I don't know if DJ Moore's most ideal number one, but if he can be your really good number two, if you eventually add another receiver and just in general, you need more talent to, to help Justin, um, an offensive line that, you know, he was running for his life at a lot of points. I thought they did a pretty good job run blocking. Uh, still think there's some room now and you look at where they moved back, they did now by moving back as far as they did in that trade, um, it doesn't look like Will Anderson and Jalen Carter is going to still be on the board for them. I think maybe they are looking now probably at tackle um, with some of the top guys that are going to be available in that range there at number nine. So um, I think that's not the worst decision. I know their defense that looked awful last year and you would have loved, and Bears fans are already starting to think about Uh, Will Anderson uh, in particular from some of the Bears fans I have friends that I know that as the guy that they really had their eye on Um, but at the same time you got to just put Justin in the best field possible you can't let him be getting I mean you know I don't know how sustainable it is to run like he was last year um, with some of the big hits he's taking but I think DJ Moore a really good route runner a really good receiver that I think is a QB friendly guy and I think We'll see how these guys grow chemistry. It is always hard at this point of the year to, to know for sure how that, that fit's going to work. Looking at, you know again, Allen Robinson with the Rams did not. Uh, you looked at how that would fit in the offense, and you thought a lot of people, including myself, thought it would work out and just did not. So hopefully in this case, it's, this isn't the same kind of situation. Um, hopefully with DJ and the Bears have a, a nice long uh, time together where they're able to build um, up around Justin Fields with this offense.
1: Yeah, you mentioned some of the defensive stuff, and obviously we talked mostly offensive players so far, but talk about the be- the Bengals losing Von Bell to the Panthers, of course, Jesse Bates to the Falcons. Those are moves that have happened, uh, but the big one, I think everyone, you know, kind of talking about, of course, Javon Hargrave also going to the 49ers uh, from the Eagles, so that's another one to note, but the Jalen Ramsey trade to the Dolphins, um, I think you know, I think it was very clear where he wanted to be, and he is now where he wants to be, and Hey, um, that's certainly um, a big addition for a Miami team that uh, is trying to, you know, jump into that that tier with the Bengals and the Chiefs and the you know all the Bills, all, all those teams, and so um, obviously a significant addition there on the defensive side for the for the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, with Vic Fangio coming in and some of the talent in that yeah. secondary, and they've got some pass rushers. I don't know this. I mean, the Dolphins were already pretty good last year when Tua was out there. Um, just imagining what their defense, it was, I was already excited as soon as they signed, uh, Fangio, but now with Jalen there, I think there's a lot of good football in him. He's a guy too, that, uh, really, I mean, last year they weren't good and he still was playing his tail off. I, I don't think yeah. there was ever a moment where he still wasn't playing hard. Maybe he's not quite the guy he was before, but it's impossible to be when you're as good as Jalen was. I, I, I think there's still an unnes- or a unfair. Um, maybe this is just the former defensive back in me, but like there's a former <laughs> or there's an unfair like expectation of just excellence at the cornerback position where if you get burned by the best receivers in the world, it's like some, uh, yeah. in, uh indictment on your ability. So <laughs> I, I, you know, not everyone's going to be able to shut down guys with uh, a Rivas Island type situation forever. Um, I still think Jalen has a lot of good football left in him and I think Fangio is exactly another great defensive mind that's going to be able to utilize him, um, with that dolphins defense and Jalen, I think will the, the fresh, you know, being back in Florida, the fresh start of, Uh, Being with a team that is young and up and coming, not one that, you know, got to the peak of their powers and then had to kind of stay there. So I think all that feeds into Jalen's mentality. Uh, I know he has a really beautiful house here in Los Angeles and maybe he'll keep it, but uh, Miami, not too uh, bad of a place uh, for him to be Um, with Hargrave man. The, the not the rich to get richer uh the Niners literally looked at I feel like they watched like the the replay and uh the first like f- uh, film session of the NFC title game they're like all right this is exactly what we need to stop what Philadelphia was doing yeah. on the ground <laughs> so I mean there was you uh, looked at Kinlaw just was not gonna it was always gonna be really hard um to, to uh, replace DeForest Buckner with a you know and I know with the cap at the time the Niners that move uh, how it made sense, and they thought, you know, when they drafted Kinlaw, it was going to work out, and I, you know, still could be a solid player in this league. But just on the, you know, Buckner was different, and I think you look at what Hargrave can do uh, to just disrupt the running game inside. Oh, man, it, this is already a, a group of of really, really elite defense alignment, as we know in San Francisco, and this was like the one part that we saw kind of at times over the course of that game. Obviously, still with Brock Purdy, who knows how that game goes? Maybe they're not. You know, on defense basically the entire time and getting a little exhausted. But, um, I, I, it's just Hargrave, I couldn't think of a better fit for what the Niners needed on that defensive line. They already have the the talent with, you know, with Bosa and some of the talent on the outside. So, uh, great job for them i mean look at where the now you know as much as i have still optimism of the the rams getting healthier i don't it's pretty it's hard to deny that the niners are like clear cut the best team in that division and honestly uh, right there with you know probably philadelphia still again is the the top two teams in the league and this just the fact that they flip hargrave uh to their side has to be a has to be a scary thought and yeah the bengals you know they've done a good job adjusting but man these are and we knew this was going to be hard to keep the band together forever. That was one thing kind of looking at that defense. It's like, there's a lot of talent here. These guys are going to get paid. Um, and, and, you know, Burroughs eventually going to obviously you have to be paid more than his rookie deal. So the, the time kind of came where the, the I mean the Bengals, even they aren't a team that is always, you know, guaranteed tons of money. Um, just historically, I know they've with... Uh, with Joe Burrow and the success they've had, I'm sure revenues have have increased to an extent for Cincinnati. Um, so maybe there's a little more uh, a cash flow there that they can um, be signing guys. But it's a team that this is how they've kind of had to operate, uh, even pre the Burrow era. So it's it's it was just it is tough in general with defenses to maintain these groups. That we saw it with the Bucks defense that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, the the Bengals. I mean, it's just losing both of them is what I think for me. Uh, we talked about the uh, our last episode, the free agency uh, preview for every non-skill position player on offense, at least. Um, and looking at the Bengals, I kind of thought they would at least keep one. Um, but so to lose both, I, I, you know, and now I know there's some stuff about T. Higgins. Uh, if they're going to be able to keep him with the, the salary, I think they should be able to. I think it would be crazy not to be able to. But just looking at this roster overall, I mean, they – on defense, it's going to be an adjustment. Um, they're they're going to be asking maybe more from this offense. We'll see what they do in the draft. It, teams, if, if you hit on the right uh, safety in the draft, we've we've seen that with a number of teams. That you look at these third, fourth round picks that end up uh, doing a fantastic job filling in um, and. and, and Work, uh, right away I think of I know I'm always going to go back to the Rams but when they first drafted John Johnson and when they got Jordan Fuller after they let John Johnson go these guys were pretty solid safeties quickly so maybe they'll, they'll uh, maybe this isn't a position that's as premium as a corner or, or a pass rusher where they maybe would have uh, paid a, a little higher uh, dollar value I, I think they still you know with how much money they've put into that offensive line they st- and and possibly keeping a T Higgins uh, maybe those are things that it, it all kind of has to flow together um but it still is a a big loss and for the falcons and panthers um obviously uh, i think getting the leadership of those two guys into two teams that um needed a lot of talent still in the secondary i think for them with their situations it made a lot of sense to go with those deals
1: well i mean we just mentioned a lot of names and there's still so much more to come in free agency in terms of just all the possibilities and like we said, there, there are some big dominoes still out there and who knows what happens. We mentioned with Lamar and trying to figure out, um, you know, that situation and how that impacts other teams. But there's so much more as well, Dylan. So I'm sure um, it's all covered over Clutch Points because uh, there is so much stuff. Uh, fast moving in free agency, as we know, with trades and all that stuff. Um, so let everybody know where they can find all that.
0: You can go to the NFL section of ClutchPoints.com or the ClutchPoints app, as Blake mentioned. Con- con- constant uh, coverage. It's a bit really busy time uh, as, uh, with the sports cycle overall. NBA still flowing. Obviously, we got the, the tournament uh, starting up uh, yesterday. And by the time you listen, this will be the first full day of games. So, lots of coverage of everything in sports at ClutchPoints, but also keeping up with all this NFL stuff. Um, all the every report on news, every little rumor. Um, every piece of what aaron rodgers wants the jets to do we got that all covered uh looking at uh, early predictions for these players with their new homes and their new teams so all that all that good stuff and then yeah not we are going to have a post um post free agency and by post free agency i mean once free agency really starts to die down there'll still be a lot of freedoms probably out there we'll do our uh post free agency mock draft um Good. Those have really been performing well for us. Good stuff on and those uh, on those articles uh, from our writers. So um, it's been, yeah, it's a fun time of year again for the NFL. Uh, but, you know, I, there's a lot happening. So if you want to read about some other sports too, a lot of a lot of coverage of college basketball, a lot of college coverage of baseball, NBA, everything uh, you could want on ClutchPoints.com.
1: Yep, check so out a lot of ClutchPoints. And, uh, of course, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the "Established the Pass podcast.